Alright. This podcast has mature themes and is not recommended for all listeners due to its graphic nature, plus its legal and liberal marijuana use. Alright, hello and welcome to Stone Story Podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Phil. We get stoned and discuss true crime stories. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Alright, and this week we don't really have a trigger warning because we have a lighter topic. Um, So we are... For the holidays, we're uh, recording on Black Friday, so we thought we would keep it a little light and sweet for you guys. Alright, so today's topic is pseudoscience, uh, which can be defined as a collection of beliefs or practices mistakenly regarded as being based on scientific method. Um... So there, on there, there's a lot of, like, you know, more controversial, less fun um, pseudoscientists that I'm, I'm not going to go into, because I, I don't want the DMs. Earth <laughs> um, is flat, I tell you! Right. Um, but yeah, vaccines do not cause autism. So, now that that's out of the way, um... Let's get into mine, and mine is a lot shorter than last week's. It's no, like, 15 pages or whatever. Um, and I am doing dietary supplements. More specifically, vitamin supplements. And the reasons why some of them, not all, are pseudoscience. So, uh, dietary supplements are products marketed as having health benefits but have no to no or little evidence to back it up. Like, i.e. weight loss, teas, pills, wraps, lollipops, things that claim, you know, um, all you have to do is take this thing and not change any other aspect of your life, and you'll lose weight. Those are very obviously scams. Um, yeah, sh- see? Nibbler also believes that. So, so that's, this is not all of those Flintstones characters that I ate as a child, right? No. Okay. Well, I mean. I'd hate to think that that was, like, wasted. Aren't, were they the gummies? No, they were, like, centriums. Oh, like chocolate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard, uh, and just. Like sugarless Smarties. Yeah. No, um, I mean, nowadays, uh, most people get, like, what the vitamins they need, uh, in their diet, but I'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, a lot of these things have exotic sounding ingredients, um, from commonly found plants. So don't be fooled by big words. Um... <clears throat> but anyway, now to get into the vi- diet or the vi- vitamin supplements. 
uh, specifically, and some vitamins and supplements uh, do serve a valid purpose. Um, this, seg- this segment is to highlight ridiculously ridiculous claims. Always listen to your doctor. So if your doctor says take this uh, vitamin or aspirin, you know, listen to him. I'm not a doctor, more specifically, not your doctor. Um, but now that that's out of the way, uh, vitamins can be defined as chemicals vital for life. And you only need a small amount that you can usually get from your uh, typical Western diet or like... As long as you're not, like, starving yourself or lacking any major nutrients, uh, you won't need to take dietary supplements. Unless your doctor tells you specifically otherwise. Um, Vegetarians and vegans may need to take extra uh, vitamin D and B. Um, That's about it that I could find for, like, the commonly recommended vitamins. But everything else, like, you see those pills, like, claiming, like, oh, you'll lose weight, or this will make you smarter, or you need this supplement from, extracted from, I don't know, the bamboo seeds. I don't know, whatever crazy shit they try to peddle nowadays. Like, it's all a scam. It's, um, yeah. What I did find is, uh, vitamin supplements, um, estimated to bring bring in about 32 billion in 2012. However, it's not a heavily uh controlled industry, so it's um I'm in the wrong business. Right. So they're regulate so they're regulated as dietary supplements, not med- medication. So when you have, like, vitamins claiming, like, oh, take this vitamin and it will reduce your chances of getting cancer, um, that's probably bullshit. Like, just saying. Um, Okay, that being said, uh, I want to talk about stuff specifically marketed to people trying to lose weight. So, like, the tummy, the... Fucking skinny teas, the lollipops, the... Did you know there's, like, this company that sends out lollipops to celebrities and has them market through Instagram? Like, oh, you just suck on these lollipops and you'll lose weight. It's totally not the plastic surgery. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, that's... Yeah, right? And I mean, I'm, I imagine they're just, like, bad-tasting lollipops. Like, I'm pretty sure, sh- like, the ones you get at they health food stores. They might be good. They might be, I don't know. You Not know $45 a bag good. Like, you know the, the stands they have at supermarkets with, like, the, the strawberry swirl and, like, different flavors combined into the lollipops? I, I like those. Yeah, I like those too, but the the lollipops are just like the regular, like, round sugar ones. I was about to say, I would not call them a dietary supplement. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, basically if anyone is telling you you have to take like XYZ uh, supplements without changing your other habits and to lose weight, it's a scam. Save your money. It's mostly about calories in versus calories out. Um, 
But yeah, that is all for my segment. I just wanted to keep it short and sweet because I hate Black Friday. So it's Phil's turn. Save your money. I don't mind Black Friday so much. Like the occasional appliance at a discount rate. The topic I chose for our pseudoscience is radioactive quackery. Mainly because when I was little, I saw something that really stuck with me. It was a uh, box that they used to use for uh, an x-ray. And and what they do is they'd stick some radium or other uh, highly radioactive substance inside the box... And you would stick your feet in one end and your head over the other end so that you could see your toe bones, for example, to see if anything was broken. Uh, (laughs) They sold that in the 80s? Oh, well, they actually kept the box. No, that wasn't in the 80s. That was in the early 1900s. But they kept the box and would charge people per use. You get these massive, massive doses of radiation. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind that the, the radioactive quackery is quackery that implies uh, or promotes radioactivity as therapy for illnesses, unlike radiotherapy, which is a valid and totally scientifically sound use of the radiation for destruction of cells, usually cancer cells. So, again, listen to your doctor. Yeah. So after uh, radioactive was d- decay was discovered in 1896, a lot of people actually tried to use it to heal various ailments. Um, a few notable examples would be uh, radi- radithor, which was a solution of radium salts. Uh, it was claimed by its developer, William Bailey, to have curative properties. Uh, more on this later, the industrial Eben Byers died in 1932 from ingesting it in large quantities throughout 1927 to 1930. Wow. Yeah. So people just voluntarily gave themselves radiation poisoning? It was a water solution. It was supposed to be like a a Gatorade, but with radiation. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if there's any... It did not give him superpowers. Oh. (laughs) I wonder if we're doing any dumb shit like that now that we just don't know about. Uh, Many brands of toothpaste were laced with radioactive substances that were claimed to make teeth shine whiter, ironically causing radiation sickness, which makes you lose teeth. Uh, Bath and bathing waters were advertised positively as being highly radioactive and with a curative value... Um, Revig, I'm not sure, Revigator pots, which, uh, added, uh, radon to drinking water. And that was something that you could use at home to add radiation to your everyday supply. Um, and, and that's actually not even that early. Up to the 1950s, they had uranium sand houses, where patients would sit on benches in a round room that had a floor composed of mildly radioactive sand, uh, there was also a, 
in the same type of spa, you could lie in a narrow box with sands that had uh, uranium ore. And they were promoted as a treatment for arthritis, bursitis, and rheumatism. Is that like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and her, like, rock vaginas? Well, I've never heard of Gwyneth Paltrow's rock vaginas. Oh, it's basically like a little jade egg she was selling for, like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars or something, or I don't know, some. Oh, vagina rock! Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> I remember seeing something like that. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> what a weird thing for a person to do. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So then, um, let's see. The The newest example that I could find of this is actually the Nico Clean Tobacco Card. And it was a device exported from Japan to the United States in the 60s consisting of a a small card that had uranium ore and the card was to be placed inside a pack of cigarettes and the producers claimed that the radiation emitted by the card would reduce tar and nicotine. Okay, so like double cancer, that's cool. Um, there were also uh, food products as late as 1936, like the radium chocolate bar manufactured by Burke and Braun in the Hitman Block Bakery's radium bread. Radium bread? Yeah, it was bread made with uh, radium water. Okay, so did they, like, use that instead of yeast or something? <laughs> well, no, they, you still use the yeast. Did the radium make it taste better? I don't know. Oh, okay. I suppose you'd have to try it. Uh, I it... Oh. Or asked someone who got radiation poisoning in 1936. I don't think they're going to be around to tell okay. their tale too long. <laughs> and they were popular overseas until they were discontinued in 1936. Hmm. Uh, there's also... They were in Toys and Nightlights, the radium scope. Uh, toys sold as late as 1942 offered a glimpse of radium in action. Noting radium's famed luminescence, it also mentions that the radium scope could double as a wonderful nightlight since it glows with a weird light in a dark room. <laughs> wow. Uh, in cosmetics, Alfred Curie's product line didn't end with dental care. He also manufactured the extremely popular Thoradia brand of cosmetics, which included powders and creams that promised to rejuvenate and brighten the skin. Uh, heating pads and suppositories. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, early 20th century doctors also uh, produced suppositories, heating pads, and radioactive coins used to charge small amounts of water. All intended to uh, treat rheumatism, weakness, malaise, and just about any health complaint for which a fast and magical cure was needed. Wow. You know, for being the dominant species, we're kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> Radiation suppository. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, the treatment of impotence, actually. <laughs> Before the days of Viagra and Cialis, treatment for impotence took the form of radioactive bougies. 
Ooh, which apparently is a wax rod inserted into the urethra. <gasps> Gross! And even athletic supporters containing a layer of radium impregnated fabric. A popular alternate treatment called the radio endocrinate radio endocrinator was a booklet that contained a number of cards coated in radium which were worn inside the undergarments at night oh side note the radio endocrinator's inventor died of bladder cancer in 1949 i wonder why oh uh, also in clocks and watches uh if you've heard of the movie radium girls Oh, the Radium Girls were a group of women who worked in a radium factory. Um, they sued U.S. Radium in a case that initiated labor safety standards and workers' rights. There's no records of how many U.S. Radium's employees suffered from the anemia because basically they would write it off as something else. Um, many... Well, Hmm. Where to start with that? Um, between 19 and 17 and 1926, during like the height of popularity for radium, the U.S. Radium Corporation employed more than 100 workers to paint watch and clock faces with their patented undark luminous paint. As many as 70 women were hired to mix the undark paint comprised of blue water and radium powder. Workers were taught to shape paintbrushes with their mouths to maintain a fine point, and some used the material to paint their nails and teeth. While U.S. Radium's labor force were all but encouraged to ingest the dangerous mixture, management and research scientists who were aware of the danger carefully avoided any exposure themselves. Wow. Yeah, uh, many of the factory workers became sick. Causes of death by radiation sickness were initially attributed to syphilis, so it's hard to say exactly how many were affected by that. Uh, oh, so they just gave them cancer and called them whores? Yeah, it was uh, believed to be the, like a smear campaign to um, underscore the girl's reputation. How wonderful. Yay, capitalism. Uh, radium was actually still used in clocks, so much more safely until the 1960s. New cases of acute radiation syndrome and dial painters came to a screeching halt, and soon after so did the popularity of radium-containing products and toys. The former U.S. radium manufacturing plant is now a Superfund site. Um, that was the, uh, that was the downfall of heavy use of radium in the United States. Uh, the downfall of most of the radioactive quackery and patent medicines was, uh, Eben McBurney Byers. He was that same first case we talked about. Uh, and in the 20s, he was a millionaire and internationally known industrialist, sportsman, and chairman of the A.M. Byers Iron Foundry of Pittsburgh. After he injured his arm, Byers began experiencing pain and a lower level of stamina. After consulting Charles Clinton Moyer, a well-known Pittsburgh physiotherapist, 
He began, began consuming Radithor, drinking at a rate of several half-ounce bottles a day. He claimed to have felt much better and was recommending it to his friends left and right. After a two-year period where he had consumed close to 1,400 bottles of Radithor, he began to lose weight, experience more headaches and toothaches. Radiologist Joseph Steiner then looked at Byer's radiographs and with the help of Frederick B. Flynn, a prominent radium expert from Columbia University, confirmed that Byer's body was slowly decomposing as a result of the massive radium intoxication from the Radithor. Meanwhile, the full investigation was run by the, the Food and Drug Administration, and that was based on the fact that Radithor was one of the few patent medicines that was actually contained a significantly high level of radioactivity. The FTC also filed a complaint use, accusing Bailey Radium Laboratories of false advertisement, and to back up their claim, they asked for Byer's testimony. As he was too ill at the time to be present in court, a special attorney was then sent to take his testimony and described him in gruesome detail. Young in years and mentally alert, he could hardly speak. His head was swathed in bandages. He had undergone two successive jaw operations in his whole upper jaw, excepting two front teeth, and most of his lower jaw had been removed. All the remaining bone tissue of his body was slowly disintegrating and holes were actually forming in his skull. As it was found later, Byers had suffered from necrosis of the jaw, swollen kidney cortex, and other severe medical conditions. In addition, his breath, breath and bones were found to be highly radioactive. Even his breath was radioactive. Holy shit! Right? <laughs> uh... Later, a systematic study was done and found to show that uh, his radiation due to drinking Radithor far exceeded levels that scientists would normally classify as lethal today. (coughs) Sounds like a horrid way to die. Well, the death of Byers uh, resulted in the end of the radioactive patent medicine. In 1931, the FTC issued a cease and desist order halting the Bailey Radium Laboratories from producing more of its famed Radithor, and every bottle from every store that was found selling it was taken away from public use. With mounting evidence from others stating radium's harm, counter pamphlets were sent around to warn public of its dangers. Now that's good. Alright. Wow, that's... That's kind of intense. So yeah, I guess the moral of this story is don't waste your money on expensive pee and don't take, don't shove radium up your hoo-ha, I guess. (laughs) I think the moral of the story is research. If you're gonna, if you're gonna change how your body works, you should, you should be doing a lot of research as to how this affects other people before you. Yeah. Alright, so I think that's all she wrote. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Happy holiday.